This is Minnesota Native News. I'm Murray Rock. The Native American Graves Protection and Repatriation Act, or NAGPRA, was recently amended and the new rules became effective this year. Reporter Travis Zimmerman examines how these changes will impact tribal communities and the institutions they work with. Since 1990, Native American Graves Protection and Repatriation Act, known as NAGPRA, has been federal law. It exists to protect and return Native American human remains, funerary and sacred objects, and objects of cultural patrimony to their tribal communities. This law acknowledges that human remains removed from federal and tribal lands belong to lineal descendants, Indian tribes, and Native Hawaiian organizations. It also encourages museums and tribes to work together on how best to repatriate human remains and funerary objects and how to respectfully care for and exhibit other items. Changes to the act were proposed to Congress in October 2022 and went into effect on January 12, 2024. One of the changes that took effect this year included strengthening the authority of the role of tribes. Michael Wilson, the Tribal Historic Preservation Officer for the Malax Band of Ojibwe, agrees that is an important change. The power to make decisions from the institutions and places that where it should have been in the beginning of NAGPRA, and I feel is in the spirit of the legislation, places it in the hands of tribal representatives and tribal nations, tribal entities. So it removes that from the Institute. So there's fewer opportunities for the Institute to say, oh, well, that's not yours, or, well, that's not a funerary object. As a compliance officer for the Prairie Island Tribal Historic Preservation Office, Frankie Jackson has had to deal with institutions requesting verification of remains and objects and has had to identify they were culturally affiliated as Dakota. Sometimes that is hard to prove, and it means that the remains and objects are labeled culturally unidentifiable and are not returned to the tribe. I think we have to also acknowledge another element of this rule change, eliminating the category of culturally unidentifiable human remains. Wilson says that this is a big win. For tribal nations. The one I really like is the removal of culturally unidentifiable as a category. And that's been a loophole, I think, for a long time that a lot of institutions have used to keep from having to get engaged honestly in repatriation issues. So the removal of that language to me is a big win. Another change is the requirement that museums and federal agencies obtain free, prior, and informed consent from lineal descendants, tribes, and Native Hawaiian organizations before allowing any exhibition of, access to, or research on human remains or cultural items. This change led the American Museum of Natural History in New York to close two of its exhibit halls and the Field Museum of Chicago to cover some of their displays. The Peabody Museum of Archaeology and Ethnology at Harvard University has also begun to remove funerary objects from their exhibits. Wilson explains the significance of these actions. The fact that they had to cover displays, you know, when the new law was passed, is indicative of what they have on display and how they regard those particular objects. It's telling when they have to cover displays, cover their prizes. Other changes to NAGPRA deal directly with reporting items or collections previously unreported and updating inventories of human remains and associated funerary objects. The Minnesota Indian Affairs Council, or MIAC, is a steward of human remains that are currently held at Hamlin University. Both Jackson and Wilson express optimism about how tribes will work together to do the right thing and get this important work done. The issue 
around the 400 and some relatives that are that are sitting in, in um, Hamlin's collection. Some of these individuals have been sitting in boxes for well over 100 years. We don't need to get into tug-of-war matches over cultural affiliation. Everybody wants to get our relatives out of Hamlin, out of that collection. And there's a lot of things that complicate those, those questions as to where and, and when but you have the 11 tribes working cooperatively to make it happen. For Minnesota Native News, this is Travis Zimmerman. Minnesota Native News is produced by Ampers, diverse radio for Minnesota's communities, made possible by funding from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund and the citizens of Minnesota.